Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. All right, so this is the really hard work of the morning. Are you ready? <laughs> Thanks. Got one person who's sure. All right, can you think of a time in your life where you had to hear difficult words and you knew that they were coming? You could feel it in the bottom of your stomach. You anticipated what they were going to entail. And you knew that there was no way around hearing them, but you were going to have to. Maybe they were the words that you heard after working at a place for so many years, and your boss brings you into his office and says, your position has been terminated. You're no longer needed here. Maybe they were the words that you heard over the phone from someone calling from the hospital or the sheriff's department saying, I'm sorry, but there's been an accident. We need you to come to the hospital. Maybe they were the words that you heard from a doctor that says, I'm sorry, but there's no longer a heartbeat. Maybe they were the words that you heard from someone that said, the test results have come back. It's cancer. Maybe they were the words that you heard from someone that you respected or had hoped to be a part of something that said, I'm sorry, but you didn't make the team. Words like that, that you have to physically hear, but that are so hard to take in, so hard to try and process. Those are the times in our lives where we wish we could be in any other place. We wish we could avoid them, and yet we have to go through them. So this is what leads us to our gospel passage for today, where the disciples are hearing all of these words from Jesus on the night before he dies. And they might have kind of an inkling of something that is to happen the following day. But they don't know the full extent to it. And so over the course of chapters 14 through 17 in John's Gospel, Jesus has this time with them to try and prepare them for all that is to come. To try and impart all of his wisdom and his last ounce of teaching and to remind them of everything that he has tried to teach them up to this point. He reminds them that he will no longer be with them, that he is going away, and that their hearts will be filled with sorrow. And as his disciples are trying to put their minds around all of this and understand exactly what Jesus is trying to tell them, they're afraid. They're frightened about what will entail. 
How are they who have given up everything to follow Jesus supposed to survive without him? Where would they even begin to try and pick up the work where he has left off without him to lead them? And Jesus tells them that what in the moment will seem so difficult for their hearts to bear, to trust that they won't be alone, To trust that his spirit will come to them to strengthen them and to guide them and to remind them of everything that he has tried to teach them. Jesus knows, though, that he can't tell them everything in great detail because they are already anxious enough about what tomorrow will bring. And so instead, Jesus just promises them that the spirit will come to them and guide them through all that they face. Sometimes we simply need to hold on to these words that Jesus speaks to us in our lives and trust that there will be a time in which the Spirit helps us to make more sense of them or maybe helps us to be able to see our situations from a different perspective. Now, while you and I would like things to be resolved and understood in a matter of days or minutes, right, sometimes it actually takes years in our lives before we can finally get to that point where we look back and see the ways in which we haven't been alone but the ways in which the spirit has been there all along all right hold on to that for right now we should turn to our first lesson that caitlin read this this beautiful image about wisdom personified through that of a female and notice that she was created by God, and then was used by God to create everything that is. The world that we live in, all of these animals, and us included. And isn't it so amazing that wisdom's great characteristics are that of taking delight and joy in what God has done? I don't often think of wisdom in those ways. We think of wisdom as being intellectual intelligence, right? Or time and tested of someone who has gone through it, experienced it, and has found it to be so. We forget about this playful side, this side to just simply enjoy what we have and what's been done for us. Now, I should also tell you that in the chapter before this in Proverbs and the chapter after this in Proverbs, the opposite of Lady Wisdom is described. Anyone know who that woman might be? Sometimes described as Lady Folly or the Strange Woman. She's the one that is is trying to lead people down her paths, paths that lead away from God, away from one another, into harmful relationships into ways that God wants us to avoid and ultimately into ways that lead us to death, unlike Lady Wisdom. Our world, though, is not so different than the images that are portrayed in Proverbs 7. They might look a little bit different. There's not this woman necessarily standing out in the corners of Brookfield calling to us either to walk in the ways of wisdom or to walk down the ways of selfishness and riches. 
But there are so many voices in our world. There are so many places where people and outside voices are trying to call us, trying to lead us to what to believe and to how to live our lives that can either lead us toward God or away from God and away from one another. Wisdom's ways always draw us toward listening to Jesus' word, the word that he speaks to us, even though it can be sometimes really difficult for our ears to hear it. But ultimately, in those words, Jesus always gives us the gift of hope for our future, a promise of what will be, a vision of what could be, and an image of what God has already done. And through following wisdom's ways, our response to God's creation and all that God has done could be that of delight and joy and great thanksgiving. As for the children's message, this weekend is also known as Holy Trinity Sunday where we're reminded of what the early church fathers tried to do. They tried to figure out who God is. They tried to put some language around what they had experienced so that they could begin to share their stories with others who hadn't experienced it for themselves. And so as they struggled to try and explain who God was, they came up with those terms, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God the creator, Jesus incarnate, who became in the flesh as a human being in the world. This Holy Spirit promised by Jesus. Three unique personas, somehow so closely interconnected, but yet all unique in their own way. Three in one. Now, we don't have to have wisdom's mind to try and understand all of that or to try and understand exactly who God is. Because in so doing, we make the mistake of trying to become God ourselves. But we can take a cue from wisdom in simply giving thanks for all that is good, delighting and taking great joy in trusting God's presence in our lives. And we don't have to worry about trying to describe who God is through some church language that maybe we remember from when we were in confirmation, like incarnate and omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent, always with us. But instead, we can begin to describe and understand God by what we've experienced of God in our lives. Think about that for a moment. What words would you use to describe God? When have you felt God's presence in your life? What or who do you give thanks to God for? And ironically, sometimes, sometimes the answer to that are the times in which we have heard those hard words. And years later, through the Spirit's guidance, have come to see them in a completely different perspective. In my own life, one of the most difficult times in my life was growing up without a father. 
not knowing who he was. My mother never talked about him, and I quickly learned that was one subject I didn't ask, because I also was too afraid of what she would say. And so, as I went throughout life, I eventually came to this point where I wanted to be able to learn fully who I was, who, how I had come to be. And so thanks to this great support group at our church, helped me, who listened to me, who told me that the only person that I was going to be able to talk to was my mom. They gave me the tools to be able to do the unthinkable, to have that conversation with my mom about who my dad was. And so as I finally did, after months of preparing for that, you know what she said to me? the very thing that I hadn't expected, that my father wasn't who I thought he was. After years of snooping through her closet, of researching, of trying to figure it out on my own, I was back at square one with nothing. And in that moment, it was too much to bear. It was too much for, even, for me to even go forward. And so I stopped her right there while I tried to get, catch my breath, while I tried to stop my racing heart. And then after a couple of minutes, I finally asked for more information. Those were difficult words to hear, ones that I wasn't prepared for. Now, long story short, I finally met my dad for the very first time on June 20th, 1997 the summer before I went into my senior year of high school. And I'm so very thankful that I had the opportunity to be able to meet him and have a relationship with him before he died seven years later. It was just one of the many times in my life that I had to hear really difficult words that started out as a time of pain and feeling alone and wondering where God was to being able to look back and being able to see the ways in which the Spirit had been there all along through the people at our church who listened and supported me, through the ways in which I did what I needed to do. I did that really hard work that I didn't think I would be able to. I did what I didn't think my heart would be able to bear. And for that, I'm so filled with thanks. I'm so filled with the joy and the delight in being able to get to know my dad. And I'm so thankful for the spirits in leading me to a place where I was able to have a much different perspective. It seems so often that that's how we encounter the realities of our life. But somehow, what some, when, when things start off being so incredibly difficult, when we hear those words where we don't even think we're going to be able to get through it, somehow we do, through the guidance and strength and help of the Spirit, and through wisdom, who is able to always help us recognize that though we are human and far from perfect, we have much to take delight in, much to be filled with great joy over, and much to give thanks for. So on this day, 
Whatever place you find yourself in, whatever words you have been struggling with over the course of your life, simply listen again to the word that Jesus speaks to you this day. And trust that the spirit and wisdom too are right by your side, walking with you every step of the way. So find whatever you can to take joy in and delight in and great thanks for, and hold on to that. Amen.